On today's episode, we are talking all about being the lead photographer, what it looks like to hire a second photographer, why it's important to have a contract in place with them, and tips for getting good work from your second. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. This is the second part of our second shooter conversation. Last week, we talked through how to get second shooter jobs and be a good second photographer. Today, we are talking on the flip side where you are the lead photographer and what this process looks like from a lead hiring perspective. The main point that I want to drive home today is the importance of having a contract in place with your second photographer. Most of us just want to believe the good in people. I get that. But there are so many reasons that we need a contract, even if it is somebody that we have worked with before, because things change. A contract is there to protect you both. It clearly lays out the expectations, so there is not any miscommunications, and it is clear what is expected. I'm going to give you some things to think about that should be covered in your second photographer contract. For starters, you're going to need that basic information that they are agreeing to, the date and location of the wedding, how much you're paying them, how and when you are paying them. You also need to be stating in some way that they are not an employee of your business. They are a contractor who is responsible for paying their own taxes. You also want to have a clause of some sort in your contract that is taking the liability of different situations off of you. What happens if something goes wrong? What happens if they get hurt? What happens if they damage your equipment? What happens if they damage their equipment? That is what a contract is for, for all of these what-if situations that we don't really want to think about. You want to talk about the expectations for the photos, including how and when they are delivered to you. Are you accepting the SD card at the end of the night? Are they being uploaded to a system? What format should they be photographing in? But also what happens if they fail to perform? What happens if, you know, you get your SD card and 90% of the photos are blurry and unusable? What happens? Your contract would cover what would happen in this situation so it is clear and they have agreed to it. One super important section is how they can use the photos that they take and when. This is the thing that we're going to deal with on a regular basis. There is nothing more frustrating than a second photographer. You haven't worked with them before. You maybe didn't have the most clear communication with them. And they post sneak peeks and tag the venue and the vendors, just whatever. They they post sneak peeks and you haven't even posted sneak peeks. You haven't delivered the client gallery. It's just not acceptable. But you have to have that clear communication telling them how and when they can post those photos. Otherwise, you don't have a leg to stand on other than saying, hey, it's industry standard and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But if you didn't tell them, 
what you expected from them, how can you expect them to do that? Although we never want to run into situations where we have to deal with a second photographer who doesn't follow through, fails to perform, or doesn't do something like they are supposed to, it happens. And this is why we have to have a contract in place. Even if you have worked with somebody before, you should have a contract because things change. Situations change. You, Even if you know them on a personal level, I think you should always have a contract. Just a reminder, I'm not a lawyer, but there are a ton of great contracts out there that you can purchase. So check out like the Law Talk or the legal page. They have great contracts for photographers. So now we've got the second photographer contracted to come to the wedding. How can we ensure that they are providing good work, making our lives easier? I don't know if you've been in this situation, but I definitely have where I hired a second photographer. I didn't properly communicate or lead them. And I felt like the pictures that they added actually made my life more difficult than they actually made my life easier. The point of having a second photographer is to make our lives easier and for you to work as a team on that wedding day. One thing I always recommend is throughout the day, as you go through different lighting scenarios, let them know what your settings are so they can mimic them. This is going to make your life easier when it comes to editing them on the back end. It can be so hard to edit a consistent gallery when the second photographer's photos look nothing like yours or yours are properly exposed that you have the right settings and theirs are just orange as heck and you just can't hardly use them. Remember, you're the boss here. You are in charge. This is your wedding. And it's okay to check their work or see what's going on, make sure they're on the right path. And so I like to tell them my settings in those different scenarios so that when I go to edit, it is making my life easier, not harder. You also want to be instructing them what you want them to be doing in different situations. You are never going to be fully happy if you are expecting something, but you didn't tell them what you were expecting. Clear communication is key to everyone in this situation being happy. So here are some examples of this. You know that your second photographer is going to spend the entire time solo with the groom and the groomsmen during the getting ready photos. I would say text them some example photos and say these are my standard go-to groom's photos that I get for every wedding. These are how I want them, you know, what I want captured. So make sure that you get these because these are standard for the galleries that I deliver And you can also say like, maybe the groom suite, it's a little dark. I would prefer if you captured the groom specific portraits in the bar area instead right here. So leading them, telling them what you want, because they might not do it, especially if they are a newer photographer and not as confident. They might not take those steps or do things the way that you do things if you don't lead them. You are being specific, telling them what you want, and showing examples. Like during the ceremony, let them know where you want them to stand and what you want them to focus on. For me, I like my second shooters to have a long distance lens like a 70 to 200 and focus on guest reactions during the ceremony. 
I tell them what I'm going to be doing as well and where I'm going to be standing. Because beyond where they are standing, it's important for them to know what you're going to be doing so that they are not in your shot. For example, as soon as the couple has walked down the aisle, the ceremony gets started, the first thing I do is head to the back and I get my wide angle shot of the entire ceremony. That is one of the very first things I do. I obviously don't want them to be in it, so I have to communicate that because they wouldn't know that if I did not tell them beforehand. Maybe it's portrait time, and I might say, I'm photographing on my 85 lens. Why don't you use your 35 so we have variety and you can grab some wide angle shots during portraits or whatever this looks like for you. Just remember you can't work as you can't work as a team if you don't act like a team and ultimately you need to be communicating with them. The last thought that I have for you today is to lead by example. I'm not saying that you should act differently around your second photographer or because you have a second photographer. We should always be doing our best, treating everyone with kindness and respect. I just want to give you a little of a reminder that you are probably being watched fairly closely. There is a really good chance that that second photographer is a newer photographer who is still learning and they are using this experience with you to learn. They are actively watching you and how you interact with people throughout the day, how you do things, how you pose things. I just want to remind you that we need to be leading by example and showing them what a good experience for our client looks like or how we can respectfully deal with difficult clients or difficult situations. So let's work on being good leaders and examples for our wedding community and newer photographers. That's all for today's episode, short and sweet. Make sure to go join the Facebook community. I will have a link below in the show notes because you are more than welcome to post looking for second photographers and interact with other photographers there as well. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week. Oh, 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 oh,